The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, July the 22nd, 2010, and uh, it's 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. On Thursday, you're listening to a live episode of Webcology here on Webmaster Radio. Dave Davies from Beanstalk, Inc. How the hell you doing, bro? I am doing absolutely fantastic. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm hot. Sweltering. I'm uh, still, Toronto's still gripped by heat wave. Yeah, we're we're sitting here at a at a you know comfortable like seventy degrees. So, you know, you, yeah, you can't really. Yeah, I'm sitting complain. here at an uncomfortable ninety four. Yeah, but yeah, I'm good. I'm feeling feel relaxed. Better, I'm feeling loose. I'm feeling like I'm in a steam bath. Uh, yesterday, yesterday morning, seven in the morning, me, Jeff Quip, Andrew Goodman, and Jeff Lancaster are out on the golf course in a you know city uh, maybe. 20, 30 miles north of Toronto, uh, establishing the new Toronto Old Boys Search Network. And I went and looked at some uh, photos of uh, Jeff Quip, me, and Andrew Goodman from like five years ago. And oh my God, it's an Old Boys Network indeed. <laughs> uh, well, there is, uh, speaking of Old Boys of, uh, of Search, there's, there's, there's kind of lots going on in search um, one of those so, you know, plays up social. now and, and we've got I know we've got an absolutely fantastic guest coming up so we should probably uh, make sure that we we leave time because every every show every single show we hit you know minute 59 and go okay I have more to say uh, and I got 10 seconds left to say it in so um, we got some news you and I to, to discuss and then um, do you want to introduce our, uh, our guests uh, and, and what we're going to be covering here later in the show well, you know what? Why don't we tell people who we have coming up so they stick around? Because uh, they want to stick around for this one. We have Lee Evans, social media goddess Lee Evans, a.k.a. Story Spinner. And you can actually chat with Lee right now in the webmasterradio.fm chat room. Uh, joining our conversation with Lee is going to be Mike Meyer, a local search and mapping expert. We're going to be talking about local uh, Lee's new book. Um, search marketing strategies for engagement in Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Then we're going to talk about how social media and local search seem to be pushing the, 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 the SEO community in certain directions. But, Dave, before we get to that, what really silly silly stuff is happening out there today? Um, well, you know, the, the first, and, and I'm glad you say silly, um, because, Usually because it's is. silly. Um, I don't know if, if, if you or, or our listeners have uh, have heard, and I, I just read about this. I hadn't seen it firsthand. Um, I heard it over on the Marketing Pilgrim 
uh, forum, obviously, great uh, great place to go. Add it to your add it to your favorites um, or bookmarks, depending on which browser you're using and which you're going to call it. But um, Coca Cola tried to do a wonderful Facebook campaign. Have, have you heard Have you heard this one? What's yet? the What's the matter with peeing in the shower anyway? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've read the same post I did. Uh, you know how long it took me to figure out what that reference was from, though? Like, I didn't get it. I okay, I, hey, I don't know what the room is. Um, I, I I get the the sentiment, um, and, and to explain to our listeners uh-huh. who may not um, have, have have been party to to the same post or, or thread or, or who haven't heard uh, sort of what has has gone on thus far. Um, Coca-Cola decided to have a, a Facebook campaign, and, and random quotes were, were appearing. Had you had you basically opted in um, to this, and, and in these would be associated with, with Coca-Cola. Some of them kind of, you know, lightly would cross that line. You know, it would appear, you know, as as, as Jim, you so eloquently put it out with the question, "What's wrong with peeing in the shower?" Things that would grab the attention and and, and draw the eye over to the ad. Um, depending on the recipient, you know that that I mean that that quote or whatnot wouldn't have been so bad. Um, where it went awry <laughs> um, is is when the mother of a 14 year old girl saw a reference to a apparently very cross the line uh, pornographic movie. Um, now, of course, that leads to all sorts of peculiar questions. Um, such as a how how was that selection made that a fourteen year old should should be party to to this type of material, um, and 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 the sort of legal ramifications of that. The mother complained she was offered theater tickets in a hotel. Uh, of course, that that ticked her off because, from what I know, there wasn't actually any mention of you know, hey, here's here's what we're doing to fix this. We really apologize, you know, whatnot. Um, quick buyout. Um, she took her complaints to uh, to a, a forum website on a forum. Apparently, over 1,300, um, <laughs> you know, replies. This became a fairly hot topic. Um, and Coca-Cola most definitely did not pull an Old Spice. I, I think we can we can safely say that. Although, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm talking about Coca-Cola, so I guess it kind of worked to get their name out there. But I don't think that this is really what they were what they were trying to pull off. Okay. Well, here's here is my take on the story. So Coca-Cola was working with a UK-based marketing firm, Lean Mean Fighting Machine. Okay, that's that, and that's who came up with this uh, application. It was for actually in the UK, uh, Coca-Cola uh, bottles and and ships distributes Dr Pepper. Yeah, right. and it was for Dr Pepper apparently. So Lean Mean Fighting Machine made this uh, application that pulls random, quasi-vulgar quotes. You know, stuff that will make a 14-year-old boy go, "Hey, I want to drink some Dr Pepper." Um, and was putting on people's Facebook uh, Facebook pages if they had this app. The uh, quote in question is, what's wrong with peeing in the shower? And it goes along with another one, I've lost my blankie, how will I get to sleep? Now, I don't know, maybe I'm old or something, but I didn't get it. I didn't see anything lewd or dirty about it whatsoever. What's wrong with peeing in the shower? Every Every child asks that. Um, I never got an adequate answer, but that's a different thing altogether. Um, but apparently, uh, it's a reference from a film called uh, Two Girls, One Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I swear I've, I've I've never seen this video, although I've seen countless I've seen countless YouTube videos of people reacting to that video. Um, I think this is like one of those Tempest in a teapot 
or uh, 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 cacophonies in a Coke bottle sort of things. Um, I don't see what the big deal is. Well, you uh, know, you, you... And, and how did the mother, you know what I, know what I want to know? How did this mother know it was a reference to Two Girls, One Cup? Well, you know, and there, therein is, is kind of where it becomes a, a humorous question, isn't it? <laughs> is, is, you're right, I mean, I, I needed to look further to find out actually what this reference was. Um, you know, you, you do have to wonder. And, and, and did the mother then actually make the situation worse for her daughter, per se, and that the daughter probably wouldn't have off the top of her head, or certainly shouldn't have, and the mother has other questions to ask. If the daughter knew that reference, she has some other issues to deal with. <laughs> uh, and if she I didn't, know. now she does. It, so, it's crazy, huh? It's, 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 it, it, it's it is stupid. a bit crazy. At the same time, you, you, you do got to take some responsibility. Anybody who hires a marketing company has to take certain, you know, the marketing company certainly has to be responsible on behalf of their clients. But the company itself does need to you know, suck it up and deal with the fact that this was said as them, and, and they need to make sure this doesn't happen again. I think a quick buy-off might not have been the right route to go. Um, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe they wanted to mention these same questions we have to the mother, but, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, 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 it, it's sort of a case of you, you can accept the brilliance of your marketing company. Um, you, you need to um, also... Um, except that you, you know. Anyways, you know what? We all know where we're going. I, I, I can talk myself in circles on this one. But it's, quick, it's quick tough. tip on this one: anything yeah. edgy your marketing company suggests to you, yeah. double, triple, triple, quadruple check it. Because I tell you, you know yeah. what? I, I did a Google search on those lines. What's wrong with peeing in the shower? You know what I got? I got health advice. Yeah. Same oh. thing with the blankie. I, I, I've lost my blankie. I can't get. To, how will I get to sleep? Um, I got like you know. Children's advice. There was no reference to a Schmegfest or anything like that at all. Well, which, which um, leads you to the thought that this mother must have actually known <laughs> what know. this reference was. This is like carnal knowledge here. If, if I was interviewing her, I'd, I'd you know get her to outline the case and everything. Then I'd slip the question in. How exactly did you know the reference? Right. It would be fun. Anyway, that, you know what? That did, did Coca-Cola really pull a boner here? And if they did, how can you get that out of two girls? One. That's gross. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, all right. So I, shall we? Shall we move on? Yeah, I came across something really fun today. This is this is really fast. It's a really quick YouTube video. I'm throwing it up in the uh, chat room, and it's a uh, a one minute, one and a half minute graphic, a 24 hour period of measuring America's tweets based on how happy people are. It's a shows a map of the United States, which sort of morphs and grows from red to green, green being very happy, red being very angry. And you can see in a 24-hour period the state of happiness of the country moving from coast to coast. One weird thing about this video I noticed, people are really angry during work hours. Like They're just like really, really dark red during work hours. But... <laughs> Almost every state seems to, you know, ebb and flow between happiness and anger and happiness and anger, except one. Kentucky. It's really? always red. And I got to ask, what the heck is wrong with Kentucky that they're always so angry? They got good bourbon. I don't understand. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, like, I'd be happy to live in Kentucky. Uh, Web Pro News is based in Kentucky. Well, that's it. 
they're always pretty angry. You ever notice that? <laughs> they are now, anyway. <laughs> uh, good old friend Mike. Um, yeah, well, what's what's their what's their basketball team? We gotta we gotta cheer for them or something to make to make Mike happy. <laughs> Just hope for their sake that they they win this one, and then maybe it can turn a little bit less red. Well, let's hope for their sake that they win anything, because like you know they've. You know, we, we we love Kentucky and all, but um, during during March Madness, um, yeah, there's not a lot of noise coming from. The- anyway, I'm gonna get Maybe off that because um, Mike scares me sometimes. Um, <laughs> um something, got, I, uh, something I wanted to touch on here, and this is over on SE Roundtable. I don't know if you uh, you had a chance to see. Um, it was a poll taken, and, and we're not talking, you know, conclusive, gee, 20,000 people were, were, were polled here, um, and not a thorough mapping of the web. But um, the, the question was asked, and I, again, got 176 responses, who's using rel equals no follow for internal links? Now, you remember SMX Advance a couple years ago, this became a, a big question, Matt Cutts caused quite a kerfuffle, I don't know if you, you remember mm-hmm. it or, or, or not, um, when he came out and said, um, basically, uh, what we're doing is, is now called page rank of operation, and and you don't use rel equals no follow on internal unless you have a specific need to not pass weight, i.e., there's a page you do not want uh, weight passed to, but in not passing it to that page, you're not helping the other ones. That 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 page rank, that strength is being lost. It's not um, being moved onto onto different targets. Of course, that caused, well, I'm sure you remember, quite an uproar in the SEO community. A poll was asked just, just recently, results out as of July 20th, um, do you still do this? 50%, it was an exactly even split, 88 and 88, saying yes. Um, yes, they do still. And, and, and first, I'm wondering why, <laughs> when, when we've actually been, been told years ago this was a bad idea. Um, by somebody, you know, that, 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 that Matt Cotts. I, I, I hear he knows a thing or two about Google and, uh, and, and how the crawlers work and, and the strength passes between pages on your site, uh, maybe, maybe just a thing or two. Um, but why would, would we, we be continuing to use this? Now, you get a, a site like, you know, YouTube, for example, that, that does use some relic with no follow, but they're using it for its purpose. They don't want to pass strength to specific key pages. It's not that they're trying to pass more strength to others. They're trying to stop strength from passing to specific ones. Um, you know, you, you've got to wonder, though, at that, what are these webmasters thinking? Do they just pay, or, or not even webmasters, SEOs are the ones responding. What are these SEOs doing? Are, are they really, what, what do you think? Do, do SEOs, do a lot of SEOs really just not pay attention? Well, and I think SEOs do pay attention. I just don't necessarily think that SEOs um, always believe that Matt is giving 100% accurate information. In this case, I think he is, but... Page rank sculpting is a technique uh, that was uh, considered an advanced technique a couple years ago. I know that SEO Moz um, pioneered a lot of research on on uh, page rank sculpting, mm-hmm. um, and have written quite a bit about it. And you know, in some cases, maybe it's hard to let go of a technique that had worked in the past or that you felt was working for you in the past. And in others, maybe it's a case of not really understanding um, what the no follow tag is all about. Um, I will say this. Matt Cutts makes himself available to answer questions like regularly. He's always at conferences. He publishes uh, to a blog. He'll answer questions if you write into his blog, if it's a, you know, a well-worded question. 
And yesterday, yesterday, Matt Cutts appeared on WebmasterRadio.fm for a whole hour on the WordPress on the WordPress podcast. Tuesday? Oh, you're right. It was Tuesday. I'm sorry. On Tuesday, he appeared on Webmaster Radio. I was golfing all day yesterday, so it's like it all of a sudden exists. Um, and so Matt Cutts was on Webmaster Radio Tuesday, mostly talking about WordPress issues. But I mean, really, I, I, I monitored the uh, the broadcast, and he was answering all questions. So um, the information is out there if people do want to want to learn from Matt. And do want to engage him in conversation. Um, I thought I did see that poll that 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 Barry printed in uh, at Search Engine Roundtable, and I was quite curious about it. You're right, and Matt. I mean, kudos to Matt. He is generally fairly open. I understand that webmasters are often, and uh, you know, I mean, maybe I had the benefit because I was there listening to him. I do understand that webmasters. I'm an SEO. I mean, you have to take whatever Google or any of the search engines say with a grain of salt. I mean, you know, paid links don't work. Okay. I mean, I, I won't do them, you know, because because I, I can't afford for to get busted for you know or, or get you know my clients you know banned or something. Like I can't afford the risks involved there. But, but the truth I is, in some cases, buying links they, they do work. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, you have to kind of let them go. If you if you were there for the explanation, and I mean there were forums just a buzz with this. If you paid attention to the explanation, you got the gist of basically what he was saying is we we can't we can't do this. We're we're not going to let you tell us. We know. We know what your site structure is supposed to be, and 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 do this right. We can't pass strength. You can't just point all your strength to to a few core pages. And and once he explained the logic, it was like, no, you. He is right. Right. I mean, it it, it by necessity has. This is a case where they almost have to be telling the truth because the logic on Google's side, viewing it purely as Google, and go the logic based on them treating it the way he said they were actually supports better results and less manipulation, which, of course, is there, is, is the cornerstone you know of what, what they're trying to do. Weird. You know, you know what's weird? As you're saying this, I'm remembering a conversation you and I had in, like, 2004, 2005 at Ross Dunn's office. And this is the exact same conversation. Different, you know, slightly different uh, uh, a topic of conversation, but you know what? It's the same thing. Think like Google wants to think. It wants to produce relevant results for its users. If you're an SEO, that's what Google's trying to do. <laughs> Google's not trying to promote your page on Blue Widgets because you have a page on Blue Widgets. If you have the most relevant page for Blue Widgets and you have a great site structure and it loads fast and it meets like five or six or 1,500 some odd criteria, It'll rank really, 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 really well. But the bottom line is, it's got to be relevant to Blue Widgets and be a uh, a well-structured site with great content. Yeah. Very good. That great advice. I mean, that's, that's it. Think like think like the search engine wants to think itself. It wants to give good results. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of uh, 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 giving good stuff, we got a good commercial, which isn't necessarily good stuff, although they are pretty creative. And uh, then we're coming back with great stuff. We're coming back with Leanna Lee Evans, uh, social media expert, beloved member of the community, and now best-selling author. So, friends, stick around. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 22nd of July, 2010. You can always hear Webmaster Radio live at this hour, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on webmasterradio.fm on Thursdays. And you'll be able to hear us with Leanne Evans in about two and a half minutes. Stick around. <laughs> 
Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. I have in my hands a uh, pretty large paperback book, Social Media Marketing Strategies for Engaging in Facebook, Twitter, and Other Social Media. And the cool thing about this book, aside from the fact that it's got a personal inscription in it, is it's a second printing. We have on the line with us Leanne Lee Evans, a long-term search and social marketing expert. Many of you will know Lee from the Search Marketing Conference circuit, from articles she's written, countless articles, or as Story Spinner on Twitter or whatever instant messaging client you prefer to use. As I said, she's also the author of the best-selling Social Media Marketing Strategies for Engaging in Facebook, Twitter, and Other Social Media. Lee Evans, welcome to Webcology. Thanks, guys. How are you guys doing? <laughs> okay, audience, <laughs> chill. Okay. <laughs> keeping, keeping the audience contained is like getting harder and harder every week. They love you, Lee. If you were if you were actually live in the studio, they would be jumping over the chairs to get to you. Are, are you sure about that? <laughs> there they go. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. 
<laughs> How you doing, sweetie? It's good to talk to you again. Oh, I've been been busy. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, the book and our new toll coming out, and yeah, it's trying to you know work a full time job and write a book is is really uh, really an adventure. <laughs> well, let's you know let, let's start right in there. Why did you write this book? Uh, because I found uh, there was a lot of books out there that were kind of taking posts from other other places and just kind of being rah-rah cheerleader stuff about, yeah, you got to use social media and do it like I do it, and not really taking into account that every business is different and not going into the part where you have to do research and you have to set goals and the things you should do and the things you can't do. And when I was approached by Q Press, uh, I had to put together a proposal, and they were really excited. So... At the end of the day, it was kind of their decision to say, yes, let's do this. And it was kind of my thinking of, hey, there needs to be a book out there that talks about how you approach this uh, in, a, in a manner that makes sense business-wise. Because you can't just do it because Oprah's doing it or Ashton Kutcher's doing it or the Old Spice guy is doing it. <laughs> okay. If you're, a, if you're a small business just uh, you know, engaging in, say, a local community, why should you do it? Well, it really depends on what type of business you have and where your uh, people are that you want to attract to your business. Uh, anymore, a lot of people are going to social media communities such as Yelp or Angie's List or even Foursquare or, or things like that. They're going to um, applications on their phone to access their social media communities. They're not always going to a, uh, a computer. So being involved in these social media communities is vital for these small businesses that are just locally owned and being able to talk to their customers. It's, it's so important from a social media aspect to help market their business and get out in front of those people. There's been some great examples of uh, businesses jumping into social media and hitting home runs at the very beginning. There's been some... Uh, examples of businesses trying to get into social media and, um, well, whiffing out bad time. I, I actually, we, we opened the show with a story about, the, the recent story about Coke and Dr. Pepper that, that broke this morning. Yeah. Why is it that so many, um, well, fail at what should be a, what appears should be a simple conversation? Well, I think it has to do a lot with that they think it's very simple, quick, and easy, the first chapter in my book, that... They think they can just put out content or they can just start an account and it will, you know, it'll be success overnight. And they don't stop and think about the repercussions, how people might take something or, hey, is their audience even really there or not? Uh, for example, Skittles last year start, had that whole thing where they replaced. In fact, they still have it out there, but it's it's not just Twitter anymore, but they had the whole thing where their homepage was replaced by a Twitter stream. And all you had to do is put Skittles in your tweets. Well, nobody stopped to think about what happens when somebody puts in Skittles and vulgarity. And it's hitting this homepage where little kids are coming to because it's on little packets of candy to say to come to Skittles.com. So, you know, they didn't do their research to see, you know, who's buying, who's buying their candy, who's coming online and... And how is that affect? How can that affect their target market at the end of the day? 
Well, at, at the same time, uh, last week we saw um, the Old Spice, uh, after the Old Spice campaign. They took a significant risk, opening uh, mm-hmm. opening themselves up to a great deal of ridicule, and they knocked it. They they redefined how to do a social media uh, slash Twitter campaign. I would I would argue. Okay, now I'm not saying that that the social media campaign wasn't a blast. I think that viral was it. You know, it wasn't great. It was creative. It was spot on to go viral and. If that was the goal at the end of the day for Old Spice, then they probably did hit it out of the park. But none of us really know what the goals were for Procter & Gamble and Old Spice and that, that campaign. My question would be, are they, were they trying to sell Old Spice at the end of the day? If they were, they might not have been hitting their target market because who are the people, who are the people that are buying Old Spice? Well, it's mostly men over the age of probably over the age of 35 i'm just kind of guessing here and would a guy standing near a shower in a towel a very buff looking guy appeal to those guys over 35 no it's appealing to the women but are the women the people who are buying the old spice because the old spice you know your deodorant is a very personal type um purchase and you know the women probably aren't buying the old spice for the guys. I would say you know I would I would probably look and see who their target market is. But again, if their goal at the end of the day was to lift brand buzz and and get some um, recognition and some chatter out there for old spice, they certainly hit it out of the park. But if it was to get people to buy old spice, I'm going to say it might not have affected it that much. But, but we don't know. We don't oh. see their numbers. Uh, according to uh, to Carrie in the chat room, apparently it worked well for her fourteen-year-old uh, nephew. Um, he, uh, well, to quote my fourteen-year-old nephew, after he saw the ads on YouTube, said he was glad he used Old Spice. <laughs> so, uh, males over thirty-five, present company accepted, and fourteen-year-old boys. Yep. So the, the whole thing of it is, is, is at the end of the day, we can all, we can all out here speculate. You know, hey, it was great, it was viral, but we don't know what those numbers were at the end of the day. We don't know what those, what the goal was at the end of the day. Um, you know, I keep hearing, I keep hearing from other other pundits in the industry that hey, the sales for Old Spice didn't pick up. In fact, they've gone down. So oh. you, you hear, you know, you hear a lot of things, and until we hear from Procter and Gamble themselves, we won't know. Um, and you know, likely they might spin it to the, to the, the end of the the rope to say, hey, you know, it, it was, it, you know, it was successful for us. Well, you touch on a, on a, a sort of what is a really good question. I think it's probably a really good starting question for people who are looking at social media. What do you look at to define your goals? Because you, you sort of touch on there are different goals. Is it sales? Is it awareness? Is it branding? Is it how do you define what your goals are? And then how do you figure out what to do once you've figured out what your goals? What kind of actions are different if you're looking for branding versus sales versus you know the, the variety of different goals that you may have with a social media campaign? So it really depends. You know, you have to sit down with your marketing team and the senior management to say, okay, where is it that we need to see that lift. It, do we not have brand you know, recognition out there? Well, if you don't, social media is a great place to go out and, and get that. But if you're looking to drive sales, social media might not be the place where you need to go at first. You might need it to start these conversations to later drive sales uh, 
because it's such a hard thing to measure direct um, direct interaction to clicks through social media. It, it could be a number of things. So, for example, Best Buy could be out talking to people on Twitter, and they might not buy that art, that that piece of whatever they recommended, you know, whatever electronic gadget they recommended out on Twitter. That person might not go to Best Buy, the link that the person gave them. They might walk into the store. So how does Best Buy measure that that person's conversation was, you know, successful at the end of the day? You kind of have to really look at how much interaction, how much engagement you're having. People use it for um, customer retention. Uh, Zappos is very famous for that. That it just gives them another channel to um, help with customer service and keep people coming back to Zappos and buying things. So, it, every company is different, and you have to look at it. What, where can it help you, and what can you expect it to do? So, and and then you also have to look at your resources too, because if you can't expend the resources in social media, you're not going to see the, yourself meeting those goals either. So to you, Lee, what is, what's this, a metric of success in social media? How do you measure? How do, how do we measure? So are you, are you talking for myself, um, or are you talking for what we do for Serengeti, or even for, for the book? I, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of different avenues. Um, for myself, what I look at is how much engagement am I getting on Facebook or, or Twitter, and I look at each thing individually. So, for example... I like to, to put questions out to people in my audience and ask them, for, um, like back in February, I was looking for a washer and dryer, and I put it on Twitter and I put it on, um, on Facebook. And this was just merely me just asking the audience for feedback. And it was incredible the amount of feedback that I got on, on uh, Facebook for this conversation. The thread was over 100 comments long. And I was, it just blew me away at how much people wanted to engage and talk about their, uh, the the most overwhelming one was the duets from Whirlpool. (laughs) So if, if Whirlpool would have been paying attention or could see that conversation, they could have, you know, come in and and started talking to everybody and seen this and, and maybe even got some ideas to go into their own conversations about their washers and dryers. Then when you look at it from a corporate perspective, from where um, I, I work for Serengeti Communications, we use it um, in ways to communicate with uh, other people. So we write blog posts, and we look at the, the conversations we get from the blog posts and how many people are retweeting our, our content. Do they find it valuable? Are we providing valuable content to the um, Community, so that's those are our measurements. With that, we're we're looking to see how how much value we're contributing, and then like for my book, well, then I want to see how many people are viewing my videos, or how many people are sharing the links, or putting reviews of the book out there. So those are different types of, of measurements. Everything, as you can see, is different. Every everything you you don't have the same one. Every company is different. Every person is different. You just have different types of measurements and goals. Lee, we, we have to go to break, and I'm, I'm hoping I can get you to stick around for a few minutes. Um, oh, I want to talk about the synergies between social media and local search, and, and, and to do that, we have, we're going to be bringing on Michael Meyer from the Ad Meyer Group. Um, he's a, a 
one of our resident experts in local search, uh, and I, I see one driving the other now. But before we uh, before we get to that, we have to be. This is commercial driven media, folks. We got to uh, drive over to commercial break. We'll be back in about two and a half minutes here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Every affiliate marketer wants to build their own empire. Lavish trips, new cars, fancy threads. You know, be the talk of the town. That's why I found my empire with Empire Media. They work around the clock to customize my campaign. They have the connections, the clout, and the custom offers to monetize my website at every move. My website is measured and monetized to the max thanks to Empire Media. Look up EmpireMedia.com, E-M-P-Y-R-E-Media.com, and find out how fulfilling full-service affiliate marketing can be. Empire Media, reign over your competition. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Marketing and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Incorporated. And uh, it's the 22nd of July. I can't believe it. I say that every week. I can't believe how past the year is going, but it still blows me away. Anyway, on the line we have uh, social media expert Lee Evans, and we are joined by Mike Meyer from Admire Marketing. Not the Admire Group, my mistake. Uh, so sorry, Michael, but Admire Marketing. Michael Meyer, welcome to Webcology. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, we're talking, we're talking with Lee about social media. And I've been noticing a lot of synergies between uh, social media campaigns and local media. Um, or I'm sorry, local search. Um, Mike, if you could really quickly, quickly just give us a quick rundown of local search and how having effective local listings um, makes your social media marketing efforts, well, easier or more useful. 
Well, to start, I think it would, it, you know, local search is, is a really fast-growing segment of, of search. And um, one of the important things is I think that social media has more of an impact on local search than vice versa. Because, you know, some, some of the largest growing online or digital channels out there are Facebook and Twitter, which are the 800-pound gorillas when it comes to, you know, social media. And these are having a much larger effect on local search for local or you know, any type of business. You know, Google is picking up, uh, you know, Twitter chats or tweets in, in the streams, as well as eventually Facebook will be integrated more or less into Google. And then you have, you know, social commenting sites like Yelp, which, you know, you get reviews and comments about these local businesses that are being brought into the the local or the Google Places page. So it doesn't only stop at Yelp. You also have super pages in Canada. You have, you know, yellowpages.ca. You have uh, other sites like TripAdvisor, and et cetera, et cetera. And as Google refines their local search algorithm, you'll see more and more of these uh, social networking or commenting sites being integrated into the local search results. Lee, as a, in your social media practice, do you um, spend a lot of time thinking about local search? Uh, definitely, because uh, <coughs> Google just, I mean, really looks at the results when, when it's serving you up results. It's not only looking at your, your location, but what's relevant in the way that people are, um, you know, putting in reviews or marking the ratings, and, and they're, they're really taking those signals from social media. And, and helping those to, you know, be one of the 200 things in their, in their algorithm for presenting you with the, with the results that you see in front of you. Okay. Um, uh, Lee, again, how do you, um, how do you integrate a, uh, a, a well-thought-through local search campaign? And, Michael, I'm going to ask you what one of those is in just a moment. Um, how would you integrate a well-thought-through local search campaign into your social media efforts? Well, first, it's it's looking at what the business is and what can best be of value to that person's customers and and that person's potential that business's potential audience. But it's integrating things like video and photos and making sure all of those are are out in not just YouTube and and Flickr and you know that and you might need a Twitter account but you might not need a Twitter account or you might need a blog and you might not need a blog but making sure all of that is integrated in with your Google Places or your Yahoo business or MSM business and then as well making sure that information is out on your your company website as well integrating those things is is pretty is pretty key because if uh, you go out and you do a local search for the person who owns the business or even for yourself Sometimes you'll see on, on the map, you'll see in, in local search, your tweets are being geolocated on a map. And you'll see pictures from Google's, um, Google owns a, pic, uh, a picatorial, or it's another type of, um, it's not Picasa, it's a new um, sharing site, visual site, and those pictures are coming up on there. So Google's trying to incorporate a lot of different social things in, so incorporating those things as a local business is really, really important. Okay, Mike. Um, I guess, you know, Lee has almost phrased my question. Uh, <laughs> how do you incorporate all these elements into a well-thought-through campaign? Well, so some of the important things, you know, speaking from a local search uh, perspective, one of the most important things, and it's just going to become more and more important over time, is the user-generated content. Like Lee was saying, you know, 
pictures or logos of the company, videos, um, as well as what other people are saying about or or talking about your business online. So I believe the service you were talking about is like Panoramio or yeah, something to that effect. <laughs> so in Google, if you have your own you know Google account, you can create your own maps. So let's say I wanted to put my favorite sushi restaurants for Toronto or Montreal or New York, I could create my own map with with all of them on a map. And you know, if your business happens to be in there, uh, you'll you'll get that much more credibility within the search algorithm. And if you know, and if you can multiply that by you know, however many times you can, whether it's you know only happening on Google or if you could expand it where people are commenting or, or talking about you and you know places like Facebook or Yelp. Um, as well as the other internet yellow pages like Super Pages, Yellow Book, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. this really helps, and and it really just adds to the credibility that 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 Google or you know the other search engines do see for you uh, when it comes to ranking your business. And you know the most important thing is to get in the in what we call the seven pack. So when you do a search on Google and you do show up in the map, and you know we found that a lot of these types of <clears throat> uh, types of user-generated content really does help to get the business uh, into the map. You know, one of the one of the hard things about doing a uh, radio show as opposed to a print article is there's several stages of thought that leads you from one idea to another to another. I'm going to try to try to boil one down into a hundred words or less. Mobile search, the rise of mobile, is pushing the rise of local. So the, the importance of mobile devices is putting mass emphasis for online marketers on local search. Is the same phenomena happening because of social search? I'm sorry, because of, because of social media? Uh, I would I say, yeah, because these, uh, social, these social communities are trying to kind of still be able to let their members communicate with other members, you know, be able to, to network with other members no matter where they are, whether they're on their phone or whether they're on their computer or their, you know, their their PDA, whatever whatever can connect through the Internet, connect get an Internet connection. These communities want to be able to let their members have the ability to network with one another and, and share things. So... Um, the rise of mobile is definitely having an impact on it because you see just they, they aren't just paying attention to the iPhone. They're making things for the Android. They're making applications for the BlackBerry. So they are very cognizant of it, and they, it is driving a lot of the, the integration as well. Okay. Well, given that, given that, how do uh, search marketers, and predominantly the, we, have, we have a lot of SEOs who listen to this show, um, how do SEOs have to think differently about about approaching campaigns uh, from now into the future I think I think they really have to be cognizant that you know people aren't going to be searching from a from a, a PC or a laptop anymore and that it's going to be multiple devices and that you know from a search marketing perspective you have to take into account you know if if Google mobile has any different you know search search requirements or, or, or algorithm differences when it comes to serving up Google Mobile, as well as I do think that um, the search engine will be less uh, 
less prevalent in, on the mobile device because you have so many of these different apps out there and the market is just going to be continue to become more and more segmented you know in in terms of using different applications to to get the info we want i think the perfect way to kind of think about it is is say your your 7 year old kid is playing with his matchbox in the toilet and flushes the matchbox down the toilet and all of a sudden you got a a flooding toilet you don't know how to fix it but you have an iPhone in your pocket, or are you going to run up to your computer, turn it, wait for it to turn on and, and boot up, and then go out and find a plumber, you know, type in on the Google and look for a plumber, or are you going to pull out your iPhone, go to your Yelp um, application and type in plumber, you know, 19464 for your zip code and come up with who recommends who, which is easier, which is faster, which is going to get your toilet fixed. So. You have to think about how people are are using these applications to help their everyday lives. Yeah, well, well, that 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 depends if you're on AT and T. Sometimes running up and booting up your computer could be faster. <laughs> True, I mean, Steve Jobs showed that very well, huh? <laughs> uh, Sorry just, if I ruined any sponsorship opportunities from AT and T for you. No, you just blew a question right out of my mind. It was great. That that was wonderful. Um. Okay, Lee, I'm going to ask you straight up, straight, yes or no, honest, honest answer question here, hon. Can you manipulate Google SERPs using social media? Uh, it, it used to be easier, but I, I, I find that Google's become really cognizant of what people, what SEOs are doing with social media. I mean, when social media first hit, yeah, you could do a lot. You could just start uh, putting profiles out there and then start to, to rank for these things. But once Google caught on to that, it, they are really taking signals from how active these profiles are, whether they've given giving them power. So it's not, I would say you can't do it as, as much as you could, you know, two years ago. Okay, so, well, you know, while we're on the subject, <laughs> I may as well ask Mike the same question. Through local search, can you manipulate placement of Google's, Google's organic SERPs? It's getting harder by the day. Really, you Google, I, we find that Google's changing either how they're, how they're ranking the local results or they're changing the actual base algorithm on almost a weekly basis. Um, we've really seen some, some major changes over the last couple of months and uh, it's, it's getting harder and harder. You know, they're, they're, they're catching on. You, you have to be social in social media for it to work and for it to work in Google, you have to be social in social media. So you just can't <laughs> make these profiles anymore and, and put these things out there. They they have to have some kind of value to the community. Okay, I I I just got message from the studio. We have about four minutes left. Um, so really quickly, we're going into Connected Marketing Week in San Francisco, uh, running from the fifteenth of August to the twentieth of August. Uh, that's really pretty much everyone in and around the Search and Strategies family, from the IAB to the Online Marketing Summit. Um, to the 140 conference, etc. They're all, all going to be in one place. Connected marketing. Uh, firstly, then, Michael, right now, how connected would you say search, uh, uh, local search, and social media are, and will they be more connected in the future, Lee? Uh, very connected. You you need to be if you're a local business, you need to be doing some kind of user generated content to make any impact out there at this point in time. And as we go forward, it's going to be even more um, of a, a significant piece of any uh, small business marketing campaign. Agreed. Uh, Michael? 
Agreed. It's it's becoming more and more interconnected, and and you know again as as the as the market becomes more and more fragmented, you know you you definitely need to leverage social media to to get your messaging and branding out there. And you know as long as Google is the eight hundred pound gorilla when it comes to finding things, uh, all of the different social media channels are extremely important, and it just adds credibility, which hopefully gets you ranked better. Okay. Well. Um Lee, Michael, thank you so much, both of you, for spending time with us on uh, Webcology today. Um, Thanks for having me. Michael, also, if you could drop your URL into the Webmaster Radio chat room. I didn't get a chance to get the URL in there. But uh, sure. with Lee, I did get a URL in. It's it's uh, up there in the chat room. I'm going to drop it in again. That's a link to pick up Lee Evans' uh, new book, Social Media Marketing, Strategies for Engaging in Facebook Twitter and other social media. Apparently, it's available at bookstores if found in the right place. Yeah, um, and there's also a site called smmarketingbook.com, which supports the book. There you go. smmarketing.com, um, amazon.com, your local bookseller. Uh, but seriously, pick up this book. It's, it's well worth the read. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We're being followed by a live affiliate marketing insider discussing new affiliate marketing sales and promotion tools with Tyson Quick from Jounce. Stay tuned for that. Um, yes, we're pretty much wrapping up. Dave, you got anything else to add in the last couple seconds? Uh, no, I mean, this is this is obviously a really interesting thing to me. I, I look forward. I'd like to have Lee on again because I wanted to go down the, the tangent of what social media... Where is it? Is it going? We we talked a lot about what is being done, um, and and what can be done, and and, and strategies that are underway. Um, I'd like to discuss a little more um, about what can we predict. Maybe not even what are the companies. We may not even know who they are yet, but we can kind of get a vision for where social media is going. It's getting more, you know, quote unquote, invasive, but in a good way into our lives uh, and, and permeating deeper. I'd like to chat uh, about where it's headed and and, and what we're going to be doing to. Uh, how, how can we get ahead of the curve on that? Absolutely. You know, if only there was a, a radio network that carried programming <laughs> like that. Really. Um, okay, friends, speaking of that radio network, friends, this is Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm. Don't forget you can hear Webcology live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific here, Webmaster Radio.fm. You can pick up the podcast in the Webmaster Radio archives um, over at iTunes in uh, – in, uh, yeah, you can pick it up at iTunes and other fine podcasts and distribution outlets. Um, I'm all tongue-tied, so I'm out of here. On behalf of Dave Davis from Being Stock Inc., this is Jim Hedger from Digital, Digital Always Marketing. Have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you next week.